0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic
1: Rock It's 535. And Hart with Backson Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny spring-like day out there today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 45. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Today is a Thunderbird
0: Thursday. We'll have tickets for Saturday's game against the Milwaukee Admirals. Now, that team was around town when I was in Milwaukee, and they stink. So, uh... That's almost a guaranteed win. We'll set you up with tickets and hats and koozies and the mini championship banner. That's all coming up later on this morning. That's going to be awesome. Hell yes. Also, Scott Zolak will be joining us.
1: Oh, well, you think we'll talk about football? The chance. Yeah. You
0: might want to compile all your question now.
1: Let me do the. Uh, let me do the great Creskin Patriots. We're going to be talking about the Patriots. For yeah, sure.
0: Pretty good chance that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League.
1: You have to say that every time we talk we mention Scott Zolak's name. No, actually, if you call him up, the caller ID
0: says Scott Zolak, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. It's right there on caller oh, ID. Is that what it says? Yeah. Huh.
1: That's that's I, I even what,
0: That's that's what his address uh, says, so when we send him the check every week.
1: Oh, he it's uh, 366 Bud Light Way yes, in Somerville. Exactly. Yeah,
0: It's just about 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And you too with Bax Nagel on Rock 102.
1: It'll be a pretty nice day today. Sunny and a high of 50. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 45. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood
0: Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you
2: still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Ooh, the
1: Google search results are out. You know how they do the thing every year where they tell you what was the most searched so far? Yeah. We're not even at the end of the year, though. How do they do that without uh, getting, you know...
0: It's kind of like my, uh, my Spotify wrapped uh, results. I still got out 30 days left to go. You know, well, want, 15 days left we'll to go.
1: Did I tell you how that was ruined for me? No. Well, because I'm a cheap bastard, and I piggyback off somebody else's Spotify account and my family. Okay. And uh, so my kids and I use one Spotify username, and uh, when I first started using that, yeah, it was like all these great artists that would be suggested for me or the top ones that I listened to. Right. Now it's all Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift. And Harry Styles.
0: And how much of those three people are you actually listening to personally? Zero. Yeah.
1: Zero. Well, maybe a Taylor Swift, and maybe a Harry Styles, and maybe an Olivia Rodrigo.
0: Yeah, mine came back, and I'm going. Well, that seems a little lopsided.
1: What they? <laughs> you, <that> you...
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, every uh, every band that I had to research for that podcast is yeah. like is up there. It's like. Well, what do I listen to in my own time? Then I realized, oh, my God, I really listened to that
1: one guy that much. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, Here's what people were searching for the most in 2022. Yes. Johnny Depp was the number one person. Number two was Will Smith. Number three was Amber Heard. Can you imagine that? Amber Heard? Yeah. Well, I suppose you can't have Johnny Depp without
0: Amber Heard in the same search.
1: I like how she's two below him, though. Like, they were more concerned about Johnny Depp. But it says that he's the most searched actor. Yes, he is an actor, but he wasn't searched because of his acting. He was searched because of the defamation trial that he was going
0: through. I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think Google necessarily differentiates between what the purpose of the, of the search was.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't you go, oh yeah, hey, uh, the next celebrities that didn't have controversy, here was the most, uh, you know, uh, Todd Bridges. Who's searching out Todd Bridges? I am. Well, maybe you are, yeah. but Todd Bridges hasn't caused problems in twenty years. What What you talking about, Bexy? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Antonio Brown and Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake were the top five people. Uh, yeah. Betty White. These are the passings. Okay. Betty White, Queen Elizabeth, Bob Saget, and Hesh and Aaron Carter. Isn't that crazy? But Aaron that, that, Car- that Betty White would outdo the Queen of England? Yeah, well, but Aaron Carter just passed away. Do you think he would ever surpass Queen Elizabeth?
0: Not a chance. Yeah. And certainly not Betty White.
1: Yeah, that's true. Movies Encanto, Thor, Top Gun. Top Gun is number three. That's, which I would have I thought would
0: have been number one.
1: Uh, the Batman and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I never saw that one.
0: No, nah, I. Didn't see any of them actually.
1: TV shows: Euphoria, yep. Stranger Things, The Watcher, Inventing Anna, and House of the Dragon. Okay. And uh, music and bands: Adam Levine's number one. Uh, Why? He is a snack. He is not just a snack pack; he's a whole meal.
0: Maybe for you. Yeah. Maybe in your Spotify Wrapped.
1: You know, like the uh, the tattooed uh, Adam Levine.
0: He's really not my type.
1: Mary J. Blige. Little TJ, or Tay, or I don't know how you say that, T-G-A-Y. Kendrick Lamar and Migos. Again. Yeah. I'm out. Well, you know Adam Levine and the Mary J. Blige. Sure. Uh, Songs. We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. Nope. Surface Pressure from (laughs) Encanto. Uh, Nope. Jiggle Jiggle from Duke and Jones and Louis Thoreau. Can't say I know it. Unholy from Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Nope. And As It Was by Harry Styles. I know that yeah, one that very one well. Yes. That's the one I know very well. And uh, athletes, Antonio Brown, Serena Williams, Joe Burrow, Aaron Judge, and Manti. Man- Why is Manti Teo?
0: Because Manti, uh, there was a a documentary about Manti uh, this year. Oh. And it's actually really good. And you have, as I'm watching it, I had kind of like a different appreciation for what he went through.
1: Well, I always thought he was, you know, I didn't think he was an idiot. I thought he was just duped. He was just duped. He very was well. duped, and um, he is kind of an idiot.
0: But I mean, back yeah, he's then, f- who knew anything about catfishing?
1: But he's an athlete. They're all kind of idiots.
0: Well, you're kind of right about that.
1: You know, that's. I mean, they're good at one thing. They're good at like being a professional sports player. I mean, some of them have like, you know, uh, yeah, some are intelligent, empathy, and intelligence, and all that other stuff. But for the most part, they're really the only thing they're good for is their athleticism. Is that wrong to say?
0: No, it's not wrong to say, but then I'm left thinking, well, what are you and I good at?
1: Nothing. We're not good at anything. That's why we're here. That's what makes us so successful. (laughs) Uh, Time Magazine named it Ukraine President uh, Vladimir Zelensky. It's person of the year. They said, uh, quote, Zelensky's success as a wartime leader has relied on the fact that courage is contagious. And he was also a comedian. He's very good on the camera. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny now. Uh, DC Studios will no longer move forward with Wonder Woman 3. It's unclear why or if there are any other plans for the one Wonder Woman character. That's it. Mm-hmm. More Wonder Woman. Uh, a new study determined that the overwhelming majority of experts on Shark Week programming are white men. Also, there are more white named name Mike on their shows than there are women. Interesting. Okay, but... If you're doing this racial disparity thing over people who are interested in sharks, doesn't it just happen to be nerdy white guys who are really into talking about sharks?
0: I never considered the uh, the ethnic demographics of what makes Shark Week so interesting. I just thought it would be interesting for everybody.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, no matter what color you are, sharks are scary, dude. They are, and they don't care what ethnicity you are. They will... Eat you to death, eat you alive. Uh, a federal judge has dropped a crypto case against Kim Kardashian, saying she was not responsible for the failure of Emacs, which is another one of these, you know, crypto things.
0: Really? You want to have something to say?
1: Oh my God! The last time I had anything dropped on me was when Ray J gave me a tea bag with a spot of brown sugar on my chin, and <laughs> that sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Better get some napkins, uh, Caitlin. I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once scrot- bopped the muffin man. I gave her a whiff of nutsmeg. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, she got a poop-a-potamus for Christmas. <laughs> she got a poopopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> and Kanye? I went to my kid's birthday party the other day. Kid yeah. let me in the house. Really? Yeah. You know what I gave my kid? What? A big box of empty nothing. <laughs> and then I pointed at his mother and I said, You want a gift? There's $200,000 a month sitting right there. Oh, let her butler get your party ready, huh? <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash on Rock 102. Hi, I'm James, owner of Precision Auto in West Springfield. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are
0: you? Let me see if I can fit this in here. How about that? Oh, yeah, much better. Uh, well, folks, that's it. Xander Bogarts no longer member of the Boston Red Sox. That's 200,000. That 200,000... Jesus Christmas.
1: What, what,
0: what's going on over there? Let me there? tell you something. Yeah. My, uh, my intro music to the couch, unavailable. Gone? I don't know what's going on. All right. So I will start this over again. All right. As w- if, with this sports bid? Yes. Like this one right
1: here. How about. Brrrrrrr! <laughs> uh, brought to you by Rocky Ace Autowear, Good people at Rock's on the
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. Xander Bogarts no longer remember the Boston Red Sox. That $200 Xander Bogarts Red Sox game jersey that you bought at Fenway last season is now nothing more than a worthless piece of non-breathable synthetic fabric. Why? Because yesterday, the Red Sox watched Xander sign an 11-year contract with the San Diego Padres worth $280 million. What were the uh, Red Sox offering? I believe they offered a a bunch of free parking and a $25 gift card, redeemable to any Boston area Cumberland Farms. Other than that, they pretty much let this guy walk out the door where he will stay for the next 11 years. Now you might say, Maxie, how could the Red Sox let this happen and what sort of hapless crap show are the Red Sox gonna be next season? Well. All good questions. And that is why the Red Sox went ahead and allegedly signed uh, former Dodgers reliever Kenley Jansen from the Atlanta Braves on a two year, $32 million contract, hoping that you won't notice. I mean, Kenley Jansen had 41 saves last year. They also signed outfielder Masasaka Yoshida from Japan on a five year deal worth $90 million. That guy had been the most productive hitter in Japan over the last two seasons, including last year. What he hit 20 home runs, a batting average of 335, and only struck out 41 times in 508 plate appearances. Now, don't you feel better already? Of course you do. Of course. In fact, I almost forgot all about Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts only hit 307 and struck out 115 times last season, but by comparison, he stinks. It almost makes you wonder why any of us were so uncontrollably panicked yesterday. We just got ourselves a bona fide closer and a slugger who'd never faced a single pitch in the major leagues. How could this possibly not work out? Sure, we're all trained to blast out a bunch of questions and concerns, but has the Red Sox management ever let us down before? I mean, in the last 15 minutes. I mean, it's still so early in the day. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Putting a grill under the tree is like putting plates and steaks and chops and burgers and a rack of ribs under the tree. Rockies is your grilling destination. Weber, Traeger, the big green egg. Have yourself a grilling little Christmas with Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax, that's my view from the couch. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Uh, Not too bad of a day today, sunny, and a high of 50 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 45. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. It is
0: the Thunderbird Thursday. Later on today, we'll give you a chance to win tickets to uh, Saturday's game against the Milwaukee Admirals at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, Keep listening for that. Also, Uh, Scott Zolak coming up after 8 o'clock today. We'll talk about Patriot football.
1: Sweet. You know, I was just uh, checking out Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Because I accidentally pushed the Marketplace button. And then I see a a house for sale in Springfield for $67,500. Really, three bedroom, one bath house. Now, where is this place? Uh, it's on Dickinson Street, and uh, once you click on the picture, you'll see the whole facade of the front of the house burnt out and plywood windows. All right, well, it's a fixer upper. It is a fixer upper. Some of that's just going to buff right out. You know what, though, I—I I mean, that's actually a deal—sixty-seven grand. Even with even with a hollowed out house, I mean yeah. sixty seven thousand just for a parcel of uh, property in the city of Springfield.
0: I used to live on Dickinson Street uh, many many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I uh, would prefer to call uh, Long Meadow Extension. Yes, the Long Meadow Extension part of uh, of Springfield, and uh, I don't recall that house. So that must be on the. Other side of Dickinson, like beyond the X. Oh, on the other side of the
1: X. Kind yeah. Of well, you never know.
0: But you, know, you look at it; it's a, uh, it's got, you know, it's got lovely bones, good curb appeal. I mean, other than the burned out parts.
1: I can't, be- you know, I, I can't believe the, the mortgage rates right now. They're, they're insane. What? Are they- I don't even know what they are now. It's like six or seven percent. It's ridiculous. So,
0: that's what it used to be. Yeah. Years ago, and it used to be much worse really years ago uh and you got to go back quite a long time you went in mortgage rates of like 12 13 percent and then when they went down to seven people thought oh my god how do i get my hands on that the 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 years of you know two and three percent mortgage rates are Relatively new phenomenons, but yeah, you know, back in the
1: olden days, seven percent was what was well, considered to be great s- a yes, great rate. But seven percent on thirty thousand dollars, not seven percent on five hundred to a million dollars, as right. some of these homes are going for. Exactly. But I went to uh, I called the uh, my mortgage company. Kept calling me, going, "Hey, call us to see if you can refinance your home." Right. <laughs> so I was like. All right, you know what? Let me see. Uh, maybe the payment could get reduced, or maybe I could pay it off earlier. Uh, let's find out. Sure. So they, I, I call them, and then they run a bunch of numbers, and then they come back with not only a payment that's like seven hundred dollars more than what I'm paying a month now, <laughs> but there it was a rate. Like my rate is pretty good. I got like two point eight from yeah. from from when you know that was the good times with with the uh, the real estate rates now it's seven percent oh, jesus and then the guy's like he's trying to like lie to me and show me these numbers that are trying he, like he's trying to make sense out of these numbers that don't uh don't really add up like you can see the big fat number at the bottom of like how much you would be paying yeah you know and at the length of the loan and it was like another hundred and eighty thousand dollars more than what the house is worth
0: <laughs> yeah you know, many experts say you should uh try to pay off your house too soon uh Higher interest helps everybody. You know, they're, they're, you know these guys are in, in a in a tough spot because you know they have to sell these these mortgages. They got to yeah. sell these rates. But who do you oh. sell them to? I mean, most people have got exactly what you and I have got. They've got a, a low interest mortgage. It makes it makes no sense to refinance There's for no- a higher rate. I mean, unless you're going to consolidate everything you have into one payment, but even then, you're paying too much.
1: There's no way I would. I would refinance for a higher payment and a higher rate. Hell no. Hell no. I wouldn't do it either. But yet there are some people who find
0: themselves in these ridiculous financial situations where they say, yeah, no, I'll do that.
1: Well, there are people who struggle financially that can't, you know, they have there's no other option but to refinance and get stuck with these with these things, but to voluntarily do that, You're out of your mind. Remember,
0: you and I were having a a discussion a couple days ago about, you know, what was the worst job you had? Yeah. And I told you it was a telemarketing job for a mortgage broker. Well, so basically the deal was, in, in a nutshell, these guys would go to the Registry of Deeds in different counties of the state, and they would find out all this information of people who had just gotten new mortgages, second mortgages, anything that was written against the House. And it's usually with these finance companies that were notorious at the time for charging ridiculous interest rates. To people who shouldn't really be borrowing that much money they were already in financial uh you know straits to begin with and you'd be talking I'd be talking to these people trying to set these appointments up and I would get a commission for any for any uh you know you know closures on on new mortgages well some of these people were getting involved in in uh in mortgages that were like 23% 36 was the highest i heard. What?
1: Yes. 36%. 30,
0: yeah, and they and these people were grateful that somebody was willing to take a chance on them financially even though they had foreclosures and bankruptcies and all this other yeah. stuff. And it's like, my god. I mean, you're just how did it feel as you were grabbing your ankles well, you know, when this gonna, when this was happening because it's the most preposterous Situation Listen, to find yourself in.
1: I get it. I mean, people go through financial hardships, and you know, maybe they maybe they were irresponsible when they were younger, and they had bad credit, or maybe they just can't afford to to have good credit because everything costs so uh, so damn much. And that is like that's appealing to you, right? When you're in a situation like that, going yeah, but you're never ever gonna get out of that. Like thirty at thirty six percent. That, that's I, ridiculous. It is
0: ridiculous. And, and the and the fact of the matter is there are companies out there that
1: will offer a loan to somebody they, who, who <laughs> only qualifies for a 30% loan. They prey on people who don't have, you know, what everybody else has. Absolutely. You know what
0: was interesting? It's like, you know,
1: you, you always hear about people,
0: you know, the, the way to wealth is through real estate. You know, the more you own... The better chance you are of recouping, uh, you know, your your debt and and uh, and and actually enjoying wealth. Well, many of these people that wound up getting into the most amount of trouble were the people who are buying houses like this, yeah, where they were never able to recover right. the amount of money they put into it. Yeah, you know, if you buy a sixty-five thousand dollar house, but it's going to yeah. cost you another three hundred thousand dollars to make it yeah. into a livable place to to, uh, to rent
1: doesn't make sense.
0: It doesn't make sense. I mean, you you've, you've got to be able to Somehow twist things around so that you're up financially.
1: Uh, you know, years ago, uh, I tried uh, to. Uh, we we tried to buy a house. We wanted to buy a home uh, to rent out, like to have as as a, as a as a as an investment. I knocked my cup over there. You were very uh, excited. About I this. was very, were very excited, excited about this the, rental home. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. But I want we wanted to buy a home and rent it out, and that would be like a, like a retirement investment kind of thing. You know, yeah. You know, you want to do it. The problem was, you know, even though we qualified for mortgages, we still weren't. We didn't have enough free cash. These people were buying up these homes left and right. As soon as these things would go on the market, we'd go take a look at it, and they're like, Oh, well, here, yeah, you're, uh, you have, you can get a mortgage, but this guy's paying cash, and there's no, there's no inspections, there's yeah. nothing, none of that stuff, because there's investors out there that have that kind of money that buy up real sure. estate." Sure.
0: And they've and they've got but they've got the cash on hand to do that. Right. A lot yeah. of people get involved in these rental uh, situations yeah. where they where they buy a house. The, the bank says you qualify for a loan of five hundred thousand dollars. But financially, they shouldn't be qualifying for a loan for more than three. Yeah. But they, because the bank is offering that, they assume, well, then I can just go ahead and and borrow. It's oh. like, the, like the logic of, OK, you can buy a, a five hundred thousand dollar house yeah. as long as you are not interested in eating meals. Or paying your other bills.
1: You know, now that you mentioned that, I think I did get qualified for some ridiculous amount. They always and I, do. That. And I said, there is no way in hell I would ever to be able to afford a mortgage that seven hundred thousand that you know, uh, uh whatever the uh, seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage payment would be. Yeah, I know I couldn't afford it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want your house owning you, and and that's exactly what would happened, and it, it happened for a bunch of people, and they eventually wound up. You know, part of the reason why so many people foreclosed you know, in the last decade or so was because of that kind of thing. They got involved in mortgages that banks should never have been issuing, but that banks were required to issue because the laws had changed with the federal government, and they basically were doing what the government was telling them to do, and then when foreclosures were happening at a furious clip, all of a sudden the government's saying, you banks and your predatory you know uh, your behaviors and it was really them following what the government was Whatever requiring the to work.
1: them to do yeah the uh what was I gonna say about that um I I don't know but but, but we go along the lines of like how much can you afford a month you got really got to take that into an account of like what and take into account fluctuation I had my uh my property tax went up yeah a year after i lived there because nobody had ever reassessed the home when there was an addition put on it 12 years ago
0: right which is another problem with a house like this $65,000 for a for a burned out home yeah well you know at some point you're going to get a, have to get a new appraisal Especially if you put money into it to to refurbish it.
1: And then you're going to be paying uh, up the wazoo taxes.
0: So so your $65,000 home, if it's ever valued at $300,000 or more, you better damn well be certain that you can afford the taxes on that because
1: the financial outlook on that property is going to change. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Crazy how much they charge you. What about a reverse mortgage? Oh, gee, I
0: can't sit here and talk about
1: that. I don't understand that concept.
0: I really don't understand it. They either.
1: give you money, right? Yeah, Isn't it? they give you the money, but they own the home.
0: It's basically putting you back in a rental situation, right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not into that.
1: I never understood how that works. I don't understand it. crypto mortgages. I just know that somebody takes my money every month. Ah,
0: be careful! They're going to have a financial guy in the show again.
1: Uh oh. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. It's
0: <laughs> 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Hi, Jeff Sir from Ford Lincoln, and Aguam. Rock 102,
0: Springfield's Classic Rock at 627. And David Bowie with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Uh, nice day today. Sunny and a high of 50. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Scott Zolak joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's plenty of Patriots football to talk with uh, Scott about. And also Thunderbird Thursday. Someone's going to win tickets uh to see the Thunderbirds take on the Milwaukee Admirals on Saturday sweet there you have it
1: I like that Thunderbird Thursday thing
0: yeah I do too um I had a meeting yesterday with the the folks at MGM yeah talking about the Mayflower marathon kind mm-hmm. of a wrap up uh, kind of meeting actually very very nice we did it at tap last night we were talking about the Thunderbirds and how uh the uh the partnership between all of us yeah. during the Mayflower Marathon just worked out so beautifully and uh and the Thunderbirds as well I mean they they raised a lot of food on that uh, on that Wednesday night game. They had already been raising food for like the previous two home games before that. Yeah, and then you had all the money that was donated live at the game. We hope that's going to be a tradition that continues for many years to come.
1: Yeah, we're uh, very appreciative of that, and uh, I think I think it's cool. The whole thing is just cool. Uh, you know, having that whole Mayflower Marathon night.
0: They're talking about, and I hope they can get this done because this I think would be very very cool. You know, you and I had those. Thunderbird jerseys the the Bax and Nagel uh game jerseys next year what they're planning on is having specific Mayflower Marathon jerseys for the whole team to auction off
1: that would be freaking fantastic by the way did did you did you find out who got your jersey um so, you know somebody had
0: posted the winner a picture
1: of the winner yeah
0: and i don't remember the guy's name yeah but he was very happy to to win that jersey but, and the guy that won your jersey was pretty jacked up yeah, about we, it too. We,
1: we know that guy, and then he reached out to me yesterday and he said, uh, "Can you sign it for me?" And I'm like, "I thought we did sign those. I thought that was the whole thing. But didn't we sign those jerseys?" I thought we did. I thought we did too. Huh. And he seems to. I was like, "Well, did you wash it?" Oh yeah, that's no. The I problem. don't know. I don't. I don't know. Well, since we
0: had been it. wearing them for two straight days, yeah. I would think, yeah, maybe you should wash that.
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, don't you want a little uh, back smeg? What was that <laughs> uh, thing we were talking about? Nutsmeg? Ooh, it's Christmas and and Thanksgiving. Uh, smell that nutsmeg. <laughs> it's 629. We got
0: news next to Rock 102. Join the T-Birds for... 632. With Bax and Nagle on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Romhundi. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it.
1: Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The son of a South Hadley man killed in September has been charged for his murder. The police filed a criminal complaint in Eastern Hampshire District Court on Wednesday in Belchertown, charging 35-year-old Craig R. Weiss of South Hadley with allegedly murdering his father, 70-year-old David Weiss Sr., on September 9th. According to the Northwestern DA's office, Craig allegedly killed his father in their shared home on Lawn Street and then attempted to set the house on fire. South Hadley police were called to the home around 4 p.m. by a home health care agency. Officers found David's body in the home and evidence of a recent fire inside. The Office of Chief Medical Examiner ruled David's death as a homicide. Uh, we hope this development in the case will uh, assure any concerns to the community while also providing some answers for David Weiss Sr.'s family, said the Northwestern DA, Jennifer Shule, prosecutor for the case. A warrant was issued for Craig's arrest following the filing of the charges. Craig is currently being uh, detained at the Hamden County House of Correction on unrelated charges. He was arrested on September 10th in Holyoke, and a arraignment will be set at a later date.
0: That's interesting.
1: So he's been in jail yeah. since September for something completely unrelated. I wonder if it was like... Hey, we kind of know.
0: <laughs> well, I think what's to, going on here. I think when they uh, when they find uh, that uh, the main suspect is already incarcerated, that must make things just. They must just breathe a sigh of relief and say, "Ah, oh, that makes things so much easier." Yeah. We don't have to go chase this guy down. We have to. We have to ask a lot of questions about where he might be. He's right there in that cell. Johnson, go get this man.
1: He's right here, sir. <laughs> Good job, Good Johnson. Job. Yeah, You're, you are. You're up for a promotion, promoted to lieutenant and captain, and whatever the hierarchy is after that. <laughs> I never understood those ranks.
0: I don't really get it either. But you know what? Uh, good job. Glad the uh, glad uh, he was already in custody.
1: What's your rank? What would you be?
0: <sighs> well, us see. In the Boy Scouts, I was a first class. That was my rank. Mm-hmm. First class. First class. Something like that. That's as high as I ever got. Then I quit.
1: You know, I made it all the way to Life Scout, but I never—I really? never did the project because I thought it was too lame to be in the Boy Scouts.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I mean, any kid that winds up becoming an Eagle Scout—yeah—you got to show respect for that. It's a ton of
1: work. Well, you should show respect for me almost getting. Eagle well, Scout. a Life Scout is good, but you—you yeah. you couldn't complete the job. I didn't want to. You know, that's the thing. That's the, uh, I blame uh, childhood bullying for that. And people making fun. funny. Bu-
0: you were bullied out of the Boy
1: Scouts? No. yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, people who weren't in the Boy Scouts are like, oh, man, that's so stupid because you're wearing a kerchief and one of those bolo things. And then you <laughs> wear your, sh- and then you see grown men wearing shorts hiked up to their uh, waist right. uh, with green socks on. I mean, it is kind of weird. Like you think they would? I I think maybe they have updated the uh, the Boy Scout uniform.
0: I don't I don't even years. know if they've really. I honestly I haven't paid any attention to Boy Scouts. Having you know you fathered three girls, there was never any reason to uh, teach my young my young son how to tie a neckerchief.
1: No, yeah, but no Girl Scouts. Nope, they n- never, never had any interest in it. Yeah, we don't. Re- I mean, you know, where we live, there's not really much of an opportunity for that because there's not many people out there. So. Uh, you know, They never really got into that either, my right. kids. But the Boy Scout thing, I, I did that whole thing. I got all the way up to life, and then I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm not doing it.
0: I, I got up to the first class, and I'm thinking, I don't really want to do any of these merit badge projects. Really? Yeah. They like, were fun.
1: I thought they were fun uh, like doing them. I
0: wasn't interested in fun. I was interested in basically doing my own thing. I mean, if they had a merit badge for doing your own stuff. Um, I, I would have I could have maybe eagled, but I never got to that point.
1: I excelled in orienteering really Yes, I can read a contour map like nobody's business yeah I could right. never I could never do that. I could however, and all that stuff.
0: I could make a flotation device out of my pants. I
1: know how to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do that. That's uh...
0: but I have never had uh, an occasion to take off my pants. Well, I've never had an occasion to swim while wearing pants. I've never had the occasion to take my pants off while swimming. And turn it into a flotation
1: device, but you never you know how to do it now. So in case you ever, let's just say you're driving down, uh, you, you, your car rolls into Water Shop's pond, and uh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> how did the car get all the way down there? I don't know. Let's say uh, you had a couple of drinks with your friends at the fort one night, okay, and uh, you shouldn't have been driving, and you wind up, you know, right in the middle of Water Shop's pond, and okay. In all your inebriation, you still have that one memory of like, "Hey, I can turn my pants into a flotation device," <laughs> and then you you pull the you pull the pants over your head yeah. and you make the air bubble and you're holding on tight to it, and then when the fire department comes and rescues you, you're like, "Dude, there's only like six inches of water down <laughs> yeah, there. You really don't need
0: to." Was like, Why was "Why you need a flotation device in two feet of, two feet yeah. of water?
1: You're already buoyant." <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, the water shop's pond would not be the place I would think my car would <laughs> I don't think I would be doing any <laughs> Thelma Louise takeoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, hang
1: hey, <laughs> hey, hey on, we're going in. <laughs> Next, I'll take you to that island where the thing floats around and crashes oh, yeah. into somebody's backyard every couple of years. Now you're talking. See, we haven't talked about that one in a while either. No, you're right. We haven't. I wonder where it is. I wonder what the... Uh, see, somebody should have put a GPS tag on that island to see where it goes. Somebody probably already has. Yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I remember reading about that like 20 years ago in the New York Times, and I had no idea that this thing was here. Every couple of years, that island... It's over on Island Pond Road, right? <sighs> I think I th- so. I think it's near Cathedral High School, or the old cathedral. The I old think. cathedral, yeah. yeah. And it it crashes into people's backyards every couple of years. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool when an island can move. One person was seriously injured in a car accident Wednesday morning on Route 20 in West Springfield. According to the West Springfield Police, around 1230 a.m., crews were called to the intersection of Route 20 and Fife Lane for a one-car accident. The driver was found unconscious but still breathing and was the only person in the vehicle he was taken to uh, the hospital for serious injuries. An early investigation found the vehicle was traveling on, uh, west on Route 20 when it crossed over the center line into opposite lanes of traffic, then off the road into a tree near Fife Lane. Police are still investigating the cause of the accident. Uh, a former Malden firefighter was sentenced in federal court in Boston for planning on distributing controlled substances such as oxycodone, suboxone, clonopin, and Adderall. Was that wrong? Yeah, you're pro- not all at once. I'm sorry, i got to plead ignorance here. Had I had known this was the policy, I would have never have sold drugs on the job. I mean, I've worked in a lot of places. And in some uh, work uh, situations, they they encourage that kind of thing. But had I known about the policy... According to the Department of Justice, 43-year-old Joshua Eisner of North Reading pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute it and possess with intent to distribute substances... Back on June 23rd, he while he was working as a firefighter at the Malden Fire Department, Eisner gave out controlled substances to others at the Malden Fire Department. Hey! You know, there hasn't been a lot of fires around here. Who wants to have one of those uh, hodgepodge pill parties where we throw all the pills into a bucket and then you just take <laughs> a handful of them and see what happens to you? This is your lovely parting gift: some yeah. Suboxone for the whole family. Yeah, Mr. Eisner compromised the integrity, security, and operations of the Malden Fire Department by distributing controlled substances. As a firefighter, Mr. Eisner was responsible for protecting the Malden community. Instead, he dishonored his noble profession and sold drugs while on duty," said uh, U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins. His conduct jeopardized the safety of his fellow firemen and women, who, like the overwhelming majority of public servants, do their jobs with honor, dignity, and uh. controlled substance-free. You know,
0: uh, every holiday season, we have, like, a bowl out in the front uh, lobby of, like, uh, candy. Like, right now, there's, like, uh, candy canes in there. Yeah. Wouldn't it be just so much more interesting if we were giving away, like, pills and
1: syringes instead? I would love that. Yeah, I would, too. I don't know why we don't do it. Uh, maybe some... Uh uh, Lipitor or uh, even Coumadin. Uh,
0: yeah, you know I mean, what? For we, all of
1: our medical issues that we have here,
0: there are a lot of people in this building that could be uh, that could uh, benefit from a good blood thinner, you like know, a Coumadin.
1: I would love a Coumadin.
0: Yeah, I would love that too.
1: All right, there was that one uh, that they uh, they gave to my mom over at uh, Noble Hospital in Westfield and then didn't hook the IV up right, so it went all over the bed. <laughs> that's,
0: that's good medicine right there.
1: And then I had a firefighter come in and wanted to take the sheets to get the medicine out of it. <laughs> a 39-year-old man named near Cleveland uh, called the police last Friday after someone stole the baby Jesus from a nativity scene in the front yard. They also took three cow, donkey, and lamb figurines that were part of the set, and it may have been a prank because they left something else behind as well. He told the cops he found a Halloween tombstone decoration in their place with R.I.P. written on it. Yeah, boy. It's not clear if someone uh, if this was someone who hates Christmas or just teenagers messing around. But police are investigating. Now, could it be that uh,
0: the the sweet baby Jesus was stolen by someone who is uh, maybe more uh, traditional religiously? Because if I'm not mistaken, you're not supposed to put the baby out. Until Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if the baby's out there on December 7th or 8th or whatever, you're kind of being a little uh, ahead of the game.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You're not supposed to put the baby in there.
0: Maybe what's going to happen is on the 25th or maybe even on the 24th, you know, Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. the sweet baby Jesus gets returned to the nativity scene. What about the cow, the donkey, and the lamb figures? Well, they didn't show up until that, that one night either. Oh, okay. you may, if you remember, I mean, if you go if you go back into the storybooks, uh, you know, all those animals came around uh, when they sh- saw that big giant star up in the up in the sky.
1: Well, there was uh, there was green alligators, there was long neck geese, yep. there was some Humpty back camels and some, uh, ch- chimpanzees, uh, chimpanzees yeah. and some cats and rats and elephants. As sure as you were born, and uh, don't forget the unicorn that was there too.
0: That's right. See, that's what I'm getting at. You know, more traditional religious, secular values like you know you don't. Put Jesus out too soon
1: well remember that it was happening in East Hampton years ago like every year the baby Jesus would be stolen oh yeah I'm like has anybody ever just made the assumption that baby Jesus finally learned how to walk and just walked away from the scene well I
0: mean he is uh, 2022 years old
1: I mean think about that that's like the first Jerry Springer episode yeah my mom got pregnant Without having sex. and uh, yeah, No one has ever seen the dad. It was the meme I had the other day. It was a picture of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And, and Joseph's wearing a shirt that says, I'm not the dad. I'm just the dad that stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> that's insensitive, Steve. I thought that was hilarious. You don't think that's funny? That's very nah, funny. right Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 50 tomorrow, <laughs> sunny with a high of 45 uh, it is 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah,
0: oh, yeah. Classic Rock. It's just about 650, and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh,
1: mostly sunny today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 45. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You know, if you ever miss a uh, any uh, part of the Bax and Nagel show, I feel horrible for you. But there is a solution, because now the podcast is up every single weekday. On Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Rock102.com. So if you miss the Bax and Nagel show, you can listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. Also check out Baxi's musical uh, podcast this week. My guest, uh, Dirty Walter Kibbe from the band Fishbone, one of the best live bands of all time. This guy rarely, uh, rarely uh, agrees to an interview, and I was able to get him. Pretty cool conversation. You can hear all of that. And more on rock 102.com awesome
1: yes hey, remember we were talking about those robots in san francisco yeah kill people yeah yeah they decided against that they thought it was a bad idea yeah well you know what it was uh, they're like uh well you know what uh, this really doesn't have any place in our society right now and it's like why because the internet pretty much screamed at you and said what the hell are you doing yeah, San Francisco uh, supervisors voted Tuesday to put uh, the brakes on a controversial policy that would have let police use robots for deadly force, reversing course just days after their approval of the plan generated fierce pushback and warnings about the militarization and automation of policing. Huh. That's weird. You know, I mean, I I can see the robot being used like they did that they they got that guy in Texas when who was uh he was like shooting people up and all that stuff and then they I think they done blowed them up, didn't they?
0: I believe they did blow them up. They blowed them up real good.
1: Yeah. And um so I can I mean I can see it for things like that. I I just I think most people think in their heads, you know, RoboCop or or whatever right. where you got these things walking around and who are they being controlled by and all this other stuff. It's kind of like the dystopian future outlook.
0: Yeah. No, I listen, I I can understand uh, like your know, RoboCop certainly seemed like a totally plausible storyline to me i mean that seemed like we had the capability of doing that i mean six million dollar man you know i mean given the rise of inflation six million dollars would be uh, actually a bargain but nevertheless he's part machine you know part uh part law enforcement something something doesn't seem right with that
1: no it doesn't yeah. no yeah i don't uh, i don't want robots roaming in the neighborhood again
0: yeah uh, i said this yesterday with these robots uh you know plant evidence uh would they take extra overtime pay you know the state uh robots
1: Remember in RoboCop two, where they like reprogrammed him, I and mean, he was all nice and and fuzzy. Yeah, right. And he was still like the guy was smoking a cigarette, and he would like shoot around the guy's head. Yeah, and said, uh, "No smoke. Thank you for not smoking." You know, they, you know that <laughs> that great. kind of thing. That's the kind of thing you want. Yeah,
0: like a like a like a robot code enforcement officer.
1: Yeah. Whatever happened to that uh, that cast? Are they still alive? The RoboCop cast?
0: I don't know. Let's see. I think RoboCop. the guy that played uh, Clarence Boddicker died.
1: Peter Weller is he still alive?
0: I have no idea.
1: Well, let's find out. Yeah, look that up. Uh, yeah, he's seventy five years old. Oh, he's perfectly capable of uh, playing a younger robot. And uh, he actually looks like Dan Williams a little bit. Really? Now, Peter oh, Weller sure. now <laughs> looks like Dan Williams, not Peter Weller. Sure, four Dan years would like. Ago.
0: Sure, Dan would like hearing that. Lisa
1: Gib- Oh, Lisa Gibbons was in uh, RoboCop.
0: She was, played Lisa Gibbons if I'm not.
1: Mistaken. Yeah, she yeah. played. It was like an Entertainment Tonight thing. Nancy- Whatever happened
0: to Lisa Gibbons?
1: Nancy Allen, uh, she's seventy-two. Really? Yeah. Louisa Gibbons? Yeah. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. Whatever did happen to her? I don't know. Uh, she's sixty-five. Get out of town! Yeah. Man. Really? Uh, Kurtwood Smith, he's seventy-nine. Jesus. But he he was in uh, many different things. A million things. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Ferrer, he was Bob Morton. He was the the he was the young executive.
2: Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, right. He's uh he wasn't. He died. He died back in 2017. I'll be damned. Well, there you go. Well, you there got, you go. Uh, you got uh, most of the cast still alive. I hope they have a RoboCop reunion. They must get
0: around and tell old RoboCop stories.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it was one of those movies you watch now and you're like, oh my god, this was so stupid. But I think at the time it was pretty, wasn't it? Pretty like. Uh,
0: no, you know what happened at the time when it came, when it came out. People thought this has got to be the stupidest freaking thing there is. Yeah. You know, the trailer comes out; it looks stupid, but then all of a sudden, people are going to the movie and saying, "No, actually, it was pretty badass."
1: For, For the, the time, time, exactly. Watching it now, you're like, oh, like, yeah, that's,
0: a, that's that's ridiculous. You, ever, but, you ever
1: notice that you watch like movies that like came out, you know, fifteen years ago. And at the time the graphics were like, "Oh, good lord." And then now you watch them now and you're like, "Oh my god, you can tell that it's fake." Oh
0: yeah. You can see like you could like 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 in Star Wars, you can almost see like the the strings holding on to the the, yeah, the styrofoam yeah, ball Yeah, the yeah. yeah, right, it looks like, yeah. A, like a planet. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then, you know, our minds were blown in 1977. Like, this is the greatest thing
1: we've ever seen. It is. Pr- it is pretty interesting to watch that evolve like that, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why they had to go back and redo a lot of those, uh, a lot of those scenes, a lot of those special effects to make them look less like they were made in 1977. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had to <laughs>
1: completely redo it. They did a pretty good job, though.
0: They did. Mm-hmm. It's just about 6:56. Backs and Nagel and Rock.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Power Tool Headquarters. Milwaukee. DeWalt.
1: Craftsman. Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday the New York Yankees, a team that I do not particularly care for, re-signed home run jack and phenom Aaron Judge to a shiny new contract. This, of course, comes after Aaron Judge... Ranked out 62 home runs last season with 131 RBIs while smacking things around with a 311 batting average, which, I should point out, was the best of his young career. To get him back, the Yankees needed to give him a nine-year contract worth $360 million. Now, while learning this news, I decided to look at my own contract here at Rock 102, and while my numbers might... Not be nearly as spectacular. I'm doing okay, I suppose. And yet, I don't see anybody tossing any 9 year deals my way. Nor am I seeing the sort of financial windfall that the Yankees are willing to blast in his face just to make him feel good. So I did a little math, and what I found out may surprise you. At $360 million spread over the next nine years, Aaron Judge will earn approximately $40 million per season. Assuming that he's getting paid biweekly, that means he would receive a paycheck grossing $1.7 million every two weeks. To be more precise, that equals $869,565.21 per week, of which works out to $21,739 an hour. Now, here's the sick part about all of it. Despite all the talk leading up to the Yankees re-signing Aaron Judge, it still doesn't come close to being the biggest contract in baseball. Instead, instead, he settled for the third fattest contract behind Mike Trout of the Angels, who got a 12-year, $425 million contract, and Mookie Betts, who raked in a 12-year deal worth $365 million. My question is, what does a guy have to do to get paid what he's worth around here these days? I think Aaron Judge is getting screwed. I didn't see Mike Trout or Mookie hit 62 home runs a season. Mookie barely hit 270. Trout only hit 283. Judge beat those guys in RBIs, home runs, hits, runs, walks, and slugging percentage. And yet, look at him, accepting less than he's worth. You've got a lot of nerve underpaying a guy like that, especially since even with $365 million, you still can't find a way to beat the Houston Astros or get yourself into a World Series. Go Yankees! But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Get $25 in Rockies Cash Awards when you spend $125 at Rockies. $25 to spend at Rockies. It's free money. You probably have a few holiday gifts to get at Rockies anyway. So get this offer in $25 in free Rockies Cash Rewards. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 dollars and the police Backs Backson
1: Nagel and Rock One Hundred and Two. It's going to be sunny and fifty today. Tomorrow, sunny and forty-five. It's forty-seven right now in downtown Springfield. You know, December weather. <laughs> yeah, right. It is kind of weird to to have it this warm. Not that I'm complaining about. You know, I don't want snow and I don't want ice, but you know, I mean, it's kind of part of the landscape and you need it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 really dragging my heels on really being properly prepared for snow. Like I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't taken the snowblower out of the gr- out of the uh, the shed yet. Yeah, I haven't. Do- I haven't done any of that. You know, there's all kinds of things that I really need to do before snow falls on stuff. Like I mm-hmm. gotta, I got, a re- I, got a, I got a retractable awning. Yeah. I probably should kind of retract that back.
1: Yeah, before yeah. the snow destroys it.
0: I know, I know, but you know me—I get uh, It's fifty degrees out. I'm not thinking so much about what's going to happen if it snows. Yeah, but
1: see, that's when you least expect it. Like, uh, you know, I uh, I put the snowblower on yesterday, figuring it's going to happen. Oh, I know. And I I'm done mowing the lawn. I don't need to mow the lawn anymore. I put the snowblower attachment on, so uh, we'll see. I'll be ready to go.
0: All right, well, I gotta I gotta have yeah. to figure out the a way to start. Getting prepared.
1: You're, uh, we were talking about sick days the other day. You know, we were talking about some companies buy them back from you, or you know, you, some you
0: know. some companies they they accumulate. Yeah. It's not a whereas you know our company, it's a, either use them or you lose them. So you better damn well get sick for five days, otherwise you're you're sol
1: by the end of the year. Oh, I can do that twice. <laughs> right. Yeah, ten days. Anyway, some people do take advantage of sick days, but the. Did this manager go a little too far here? This is an interactive uh, thing. If you want to call in about it, you can. But yeah, 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 I'm not, I'm not soliciting the number. If you don't know the number, yeah. you're not supposed to. Yeah, be there's it. no
0: reason we should have to tell you. It's two nine three one zero two one.
1: An Olive Garden manager in uh, Overland Park, Kansas, sent a long email to employees threatening to fire anyone who called in sick more than once this month. But instead, she got canned by the corporation. No kidding. The full message she sent is very long, but here are some highlights. She started by saying, quote, Call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. From now on, if you call off, you might as well go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. But the next line is what really got her in trouble. Quote, If you're sick, you need to come to us and prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) She added that if it's a family emergency and you can't say... uh, and you can't say, too bad, go work somewhere else. If you want uh, morning shifts, too bad. Go work at a bank. She said, if anyone uh, calls out more than once in the next 30 days, they will not have a job. Then she bragged about how she's never called in sick in 11 years, even when she was sick, that's a questionable choice in the food service I was industry. just thinking the same thing. It's like you're serving food to people. Uh, some people online are taking her side and uh, think people do lie about sick days a lot. But Olive Garden put out a statement, and they've, uh, they've already fired her for it. Quote, we strive to provide a caring and respectful work environment to our team members. This message is not aligned with our company's values. You know, I've eaten it at Olive Garden. What values do you have, <laughs> sir? All that food is a value, Steve. Yeah. We can confirm we have parted ways with this manager.
0: All right. Now think about this. Okay, so here's a manager that's just trying to staff a restaurant, right? Yeah. You could so let's let's establish that. But you are still in the throes of a deadly pandemic. Yeah. You still are operating during what is basically the very beginning of cold and flu season. Yeah. Do you want your employees breathing their sick, hot breath all
1: over those endless you know, breadsticks? As much as uh, all of these things are inconveniences, I would rather not get sick by somebody serving me food. All right. And then you know, maybe maybe find another alternative for the week than going to order food from somebody who's been ill.
0: Yeah. Now I realize that your clientele uh, you know have a low bar of expectations when they walk into an Olive Garden. Uh, you know, like, you know, sickness, botulism, listeria, you know, those are all the things that you we, no matter where you eat, you run the risk of that. But I don't want to have my food infected by someone who is sick. So if you're sick at a restaurant, don't come in. Yeah, don't. Don't. A, Just don't. You're actually doing the restaurant a favor by calling in sick see when now, you're legitimately sick.
1: So now everybody uh, here that works here came in sick because we were all sick from the same exact event. Right. So, you know, what's... What's a little more spreading it around going to hurt, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. This whole – the problem is that there's not enough people to work. And there's not enough people filling these jobs that were once filled by teenagers and things like that. But there's not enough people to do that anymore. So these are the things that these employers are resorting to with these veiled threats and all this other stuff. Except
0: um, at some point, you you do have to work and you do have to make money. And everyone's got, you know, there's no uniformity in, in uh, you know, company sick time policies. Right. I mean, there, there's, there's none. So, you know, my, my wife is a teacher. You know, at the end of her career, when she's able to retire, she will have maybe months backed up of sick time that she never used because, I mean, they're very generous and in uh, in union positions or in you know, you negotiated contracted uh, yeah. collective bargaining situations and so you get all this accumulated sick time that you buy back for pennies on the dollar but you still you can still you know get it back at the end places like ours it's like what is it 5 days of sick time and 5 then, days and then you get what three
1: personal days i think on top of that
0: yeah yeah and then two push- i'm no it's two personal days two it's not Three. I mean, that would be out, that would be fantastic. I'm sorry.
1: I think they were generous one year and gave us an extra personal day because a holiday fell on a weekend. That's what it was. That's
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. And we could use that one day to float anywhere else th-
1: throughout the uh, the yearly calendar. Right. But uh, yeah, I've never I've never really been a fan of our sick policy. Um. No, it's not a great policy. The, but the problem is, is, there's no like w- if both of you and I were sick. I don't know what they would do. I really don't know how they would handle that here.
0: I'm not so sure they really know what to do if uh, one of us was sick, because it would have to be uh, either you or me doing the show with our producer. Oh, oh, that's right.
1: Listen, uh, I... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot. I've I've been carrying the weight of three dead bodies for the last... uh... (laughs) Thankfully one of those years. bodies yeah. their their flesh was reanimated right. and they came back to right. life. Right, uh, but I could do this on my own. Who would not want to hear me doing news by myself? We had it we had a preview of that at the Mayflower Marathon <laughs> when you had to go to the bathroom during the news. Yeah, cast, but wait, that's hardly the that,
2: that's Dan hardly Williams, a solution because
1: Dan got on the on the well, uh, on the line well, with you. Well Dan saved me. That's what they would do. They would be like, oh, you know what, Dan, come in for the morning show. And we'll have somebody else do your shit.
0: Yeah, Dan, you have years and years of morning show experience. Would yeah. you like to wake up super early?
1: Yeah. Wake up super regularly? early regularly for no extra money. You'll not you <laughs> won't even get a bonus for the week. We just want you to be here at a different time. That's all.
0: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, could you still do your normal shift? Yeah. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. you
1: just still Could you still could do that till two o'clock, please?
0: <laughs> would you, Would you mind being on the air for ten straight hours? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not
1: sure how they would handle that here. If
0: uh, we have you, you would think that uh, you know you and I have been uh, you know manhandling this thing since September that, that maybe there would should have been a discussion.
1: Okay. Well, well then what happens if? You know what. There was no time for what ifs. <laughs> <laughs> because if uh, this was this was the line that I remembered yesterday from my 10th grade uh, science teacher because I was what ifing him yeah. like all day long about whatever the hell we were learning about. Yeah. And he's like he's like "Nagel." If ifs and buts and were candies and nuts, and nuts, we'd all have, have a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, this, yeah, this is I the guy. That. Yeah, Dandy Don Meredith used to say that on Monday Night Football. Yeah, well, well he, this guy, was he was the, also the football coach. He oh, that's the, why. Yeah, that's yeah, right. what he would do. <laughs> Mr. McNally, that's what his name <laughs> that's was. That's right, he yeah. Did, uh, yeah uh, that was a big saying for a it, while. But it's true. We don't know what, what if or but. Yeah, or
0: there, there probably should have been a number of conversations over the last 12 months
1: about how to manage things. Well, I feel it's like the government doling out checks to everybody. They're like, all right, you know what? Everybody's going to get money right now because we don't have any. And then like later on they figure out, "What? Wow, this guy was stealing $3 million worth of loans. <laughs> you know, It's like things you realize after the fact. Like, right. hey, we don't have a plan for what would happen if one of these guys was sick. Well, we have part of the plan. We think we have the plan in place that we
0: want to have, but we didn't think about all the possibilities. So that's why I've been trying to, you know, stay away from sick people Mm -hmm. you know not to not to like you know share a drink or share a food yeah Uh, or or, or any kind of that although you know last night the the meeting i had i had uh, i had a drink i said oh anybody want to try this it's delicious and i thought oh i I shouldn't be doing that no i don't know where people's mouths have been and they don't know where my mouth has been
1: yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm getting that's that's what i'm thinking um that's all I got for the sick day thing. I don't really have anything else to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's like Thursday. I have to go to a dental cleaning after this. Oh
0: yeah, and then we got a party tonight.
1: Yeah, a yeah. party tonight. You know what I like about the dental cleaning though? They do this new thing now with the. It's like a high pressured water system. Oh yeah. It's not like the old. They're not scraping things down. No, they take. It's like a. It's like a laser pressure washer. Really, it just pressure washes all the plaque off your teeth. No kidding. Yeah,
0: what about per- the, what about getting into that, like all that real bad tartar in your mouth?
1: Yeah, it's it's one of these things. It's like a it's like this laser uh, thing. It just it, and you can feel it. Actually, feels pretty good. It feels way better than the scraping does.
0: Oh, I don't like the scraping. No, I uh, I got to go to a dentist. I haven't been to a dentist in like too long, like since the pandemic, and I'm probably long overdue.
1: I've been seeing my dentist for like. I'm trying to think what year it was. I think it was, oh, how old? 1996. How many years have you been doing this job?
0: Since 95.
1: So 95. How many years? Was that 28 years? Yeah, just about. So I've been seeing this guy for 27 years. Really? Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. He's ready to retire. He's already, like, calling in half of his uh, appointments anyway. <laughs> but uh, because but, I, I hardly see him. Uh, when i go there now cuz they have other doctors moving in like he's, right. you know whatever the practice is well going i mean on there. the 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 truth of the
0: matter is the hygienist is the one doing all the work and the dentist comes in and gets all the glory
1: well no he's i think he's very good he's helped me many times over the years with different i didn't have good dental care when i was a kid we that was like one of the things we couldn't afford yeah so i didn't have a lot of that so i had i had a lot of issues when i was when i was a kid but this guy picked it right up how about that yeah all kinds of you know coatings and yeah. whatnot See, my
0: my hygienist will you know we'll will spend like you know three or four hours trying to you know, dig into every you know crevice and you're know, mm-hmm. pulling stuff out in between my teeth and all that other stuff and yeah it smells terrible i'm spitting all over the place yeah and then the dentist comes in and uh he uh he counts off all the teeth and, yeah. and uh and and recites all the numbers to the hygienist and like He's doing all the work and you're getting all the money. How does that work out?
1: See, my 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 dentist is very opinionated. Oh, really? And he likes to talk the entire time. Like, if you're getting novocaine in your mouth and you get the needle, to, the drill in there, yeah, he's like talking all kinds of like social issues and things like that, and uh, you can't respond.
0: So, Steve, what do you think of the election? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it, it is a great job for people to agree with you. Well, you don't have any choice. You're, right, you that's got, what you I mean. you like, stuff hanging out of your mouth. Yeah, you, you, that's one of the things. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, he said yes. No! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. It's 721 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG Inks.
1: Screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back.
0: Heck, they make the Rock. Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. Uh, firefighters were still on the scene uh, putting out a fire that uh, started early this morning at 325 Kennedy Road in Northampton. Smoke and some flames were coming from the single family home. Northampton Fire Chief John Devine said that they got the call just after 4 a.m. this morning from a neighbor. Upon arrival, firefighters found two occupants of the home out in the front yard recovering from smoke inhalation. They were reportedly able to escape. One was bound to a wheelchair but was able to escape with the help of a resident. Both occupants were taken to a nearby hospital and treated for smoke inhalation. Fire officials say there were no hydrants in the area. On Kennedy Road, Hatfield fire tankers are uh, therefore assisting Northampton Fire Department. Hatfield crew uh, fire crew is uh, filling up on water down the road near Spring Street. Now, Kennedy Road will be closed while they continue to control that fire. No word on the cause, and uh, we'll give you updates if we get them. Wow. That's... Uh, wheelchair i'm glad they got out yeah that's, no kidding uh, that's you know especially if you have a handicap you know
0: <laughs> yeah well L-
1: luckily you got i'm assuming there was some sort of you know handicap access to get easily in and out of the house but
0: yeah. but but still i mean if you're in a depending on your house and the way it's set up i mean you, you, thank goodness they were able to get out
1: house fires scare the crap out of me just the idea of one
0: you know. I'm not a big fan of one. I told you, you know, when I was a kid, the people who lived across the street. You know, they had uh, their house burn. Yeah. And it's just a it's just a frightening thing. And of course, you know, they all came to the ho- you know, to our house because uh, you know we were home. And I didn't really like any of their kids, but uh, you know, I had to feel
1: bad. Oh, that sucks. Like you have uh, people you don't really get along with that well. You have to like take them in and be.
0: They kind had like they had like twelve <laughs> kids. Yeah. And, like, 10 of them came to the house. And I was only friendly with, like, one of the 12 kids. Yeah. And they all blamed uh, this brother, Walter. 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 And Walter was, like, one of these kids you could definitely see being the kind of kid that could start a fire. Well, as it turns out, it was, in fact, Walter who, yeah. uh, who what said did, it.
1: How did he do it? Do you remember? He was playing... so
0: the house had this attachment and that's where the fire began and he was in there just you know playing around with matches kind of like one of these things where he's like he's taking matches out of the matchbook and you know letting on fire and like you know kind of like throwing them and he goes like two or three boxes of of matches that's all he would do and
1: then all of a sudden just keep throwing them down
0: he threw it to you know real close to something that just you know lit on fire and all of a sudden walter's like "Uh uh-oh Better go tell mom and dad.
1: I told you my brother uh, set the dumpster on fire at Morris Knowles High School in New Jersey. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, he was, uh, he would try, that was back in the day where they allowed students to smoke, you know, <laughs> albeit outside. But still, you still. were allowed, to, the students were able to go outside. And he uh, he tried for several periods to set the dumpster on fire by throwing either lit cigarette butts or some sort of burning paper into the thing. Which finally uh, set it ablaze, yeah, and then uh, my parents had to pay for five fire extinguishers that were never used.
0: I'm gonna guess that didn't uh, that didn't didn't go off too well
1: well, no the uh, the bell went off, uh, yeah,
0: I know, and, but I'm uh, just saying like yeah. I'm sure your brother got into a heap of heap of trouble,
1: yeah, but see, that was back in the day where nobody got criminally charged. Tra- like you would be criminally charged for that now, like that would be you you know you threaten people right. Back then it was like, this is a bad egg. We're gonna make you have detention for a month and you're gonna pay for five fire extinguishers we didn't even use. I don't know why hey. they used to have make a donation to the fire department.
0: That would have been you know,
1: that would have been fine too. Either way. For the second time in almost seven years, Hamden DA Anthony Galuni is looking into DNA phenotyping to catch a killer who has eluded law enforcement for decades. No arrests were made in the brutal rape and murder of 17-year-old Shana B. Price in 1990. Her body was found by a city employee folded over a wooden fence at Blunt Park the day after Christmas that year. She had left behind a baby boy, and her family buried her in Oak Grove Cemetery. That child, Mark Prevet, is now 33 and still lives in Springfield. He was among three of Price's family members who attended a press conference Wednesday morning when Galuni revealed a series of DNA-driven composite sketches of the man they believe killed the teenager. While Pervet uh, declined to talk about his life growing up without his mother, tears rolled down his face as the DA spoke. We do not forget victims of homicide, accordingly, it is our mission to seek justice for these victims of homicide and their families, said Galoni. For the prosecutors, victim advocates, investigators, and me, this, is, uh, this duty is deeply solemn and significant for us all. He displayed two computer-generated composite sketches of a light-skinned man, black or Dominican or Caribbean descent, with brown or hazel eyes and black hair. Parabon Nanolab snapshot of DNA phenotyping draws from DNA evidence and criminal vest- investigations and produces sketches that are often uncannily similar once suspects are identified and charged.
0: So if you remember in the uh, the Lisa Ziegert case, uh, Anthony Galuni came up with the uh, the picture of the, the DNA mock-up of Gary Shara. And uh, while it didn't look like an exact match, it was close enough where you could say, okay, you know, at the, at the very least... They're sophisticated enough with DNA evidence that they can draw that kind of conclusion. You know who was responsible. What is the you know the very basic, you know uh, makeup of this of this person.
1: And it's not just you know it doesn't obviously doesn't you don't know you can't generate exactly what a person looks like, but certain characteristics may be prominent that somebody would back then would go, oh yeah, I you know what I remember a guy who had you know eyes that kind of looked like that. Well, to,
0: to me here's the Here's the fascinating part about it. So, you know, they've had this DNA evidence for quite a while. But back in 2003, you know, they couldn't conclusively say who this was or how to track this down. That's 2003. You zoom up, you know, a number of years. Here we are, 2022. And Galunia say, listen, we have your DNA. If if you're out there, just know that justice is going to be served. And the thing is, they now have the sophistication to take that DNA evidence and track who your family may be, yep. who you are related to and then they ask questions. And it, you know to me the sophistication of this science is so remarkable that you have to applaud, you know, Anthony Galloni for making these kinds of you know advances work. For justice right. I mean it's just it's unbelievable what they're able to do
1: now while the sketch uh, as we were said didn't crack the case so to speak Galuni said it helps investigators call down a list of suspects in the Ziegler case while the circumstances in this investigation are different he said he hopes releasing the sketch will revive memory of Shayna Price's murder and reinvigorate the cold case you're, you're basically trying to make when you, something hasn't been talked about for 30 years People tend to forget. People tend to, you know, maybe they were in the area. That, uh, maybe they did see something, and that's kind of like, you know, jogging your memory and see if you can you can find something. Well, that's pretty impressive.
0: The, the other interview. thing is, I mean, you know, they have they have the DNA evidence, but they still have to create a case. So even if they're able to track this guy down, they have uh, the, maybe they know a name, maybe they know where this guy may be, maybe they have that and haven't uh, you know released it to the public. They still have to make a case beyond the dna evidence to support where he was or uh you know what he was doing or his connection to to the victim they st- i mean they, they they have to build an entire case in order to, to to prosecute correctly so i mean it's just it's it's one very powerful tool in a toolbox loaded with very powerful you know tools as well we're unbelievable
1: s- we're gonna see if we get the da on the show to talk about all this yeah i, w- I would love to talk to the guy harvey dent That's what I call them at the uh, marathon. (laughs) (laughs) Did he like that? That's not a bad thing to be. You're the DA in Batman. Dom, I'm I'm Batman. Dom, I'm Batman.
0: Oh, you are Batman.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The uh, recent uh, killings in Idaho are stirring up serial killer rumors. Many are drawing a comparison between the Idaho killings and Ted Bundy, but Bundy has a local connection to New England. How about that? I don't know why 22 does this story about it. I don't know. It says Ted Bundy and his New England roots, right? (laughs) All right. Uh, The quadruple killings in Moscow, Idaho, are still under investigation by the FBI and the Moscow police. While the police remain tight-lipped, many are speculating on the similarities between these four killings and Ted Bundy's bloody killings in the Chi-Mega sorority house at Florida State University. Both were described as frenzied attacks with extreme violence. John Henry Brown, criminal defense attorney to Bundy, recently told Fox News he thinks the randomness of the attack stands out and draws similarities between the Bundy attacks. The rage against women that carried through Bundy's killings, Brown said, was evident in the Idaho killings. Here's where the New England thing ties in. Serial killers are not just in the Midwest and southern parts of the country. Bundy has a connection to New England. Born in Burlington, Vermont, at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in 1946.
0: That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever
1: heard. They're not just Midwestern in <laughs> the South. They're everywhere. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then they go, in Springfield, Stuart Weldon was arrested in 2021 for a series of murders and charged with 39 counts of kidnapping, aggravated av- av- rape, and diesel yeah. assault and battery. Alfred
0: Gannett was no prize either.
1: Yeah. yeah well, they, they mentioned that. Other notorious silly serial killers in Massachusetts include the Boston Strangler, the new Bedford Highway Killer. Ooh, that <sighs> sounds like a good one. Yeah. Uh, the Giggler. The Giggler? I have never heard of the Giggler. I've heard of Alfred Gaynor and Gary Lee Sampson. I've heard of those two. Who is the Giggler?
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Got some information. The Giggler. Uh, serial killer Kenneth Harrison began his Boston murder spree that would span the course of three years in 1967.
1: His first victim was a six-year-old girl who had accepted a ride from Harrison while he was working as a Boston cab driver. Harrison somehow convinced the child to exit the cab with the promise of a piggyback ride on a bridge. Uh, Harrison allegedly flew into a rage and thrust the girl over the bridge into the water. Her body was found almost two months later on a popular patch of beach, and her death was ruled accidental. And then when Harrison claimed his second victim, he would also acquire his Batman villain-like moniker, the Giggler. On June 15th of 1969, Harrison was drinking his uh, way to oblivion in the various bars and adult clubs in the mythical... Have you reading this long? I, I am, have, yeah. I have to, like, edit myself before I... I don't know who wrote this. Uh, <laughs> the gentlemen's Clubs in the mythical downtown Boston den of sleaze known as the Combat Zone. While at the Standard Zone dive, uh, the novelty bar, Harrison joined ex-Marine and city employee Joe Breen on the shuffleboard court, and the two drank and uh, and carried on together for the rest of the evening. After Breen's pals came back to the novelty to collect their friend after checking out a few more of the zone's watering holes, Breen and Harrison were gone, and that's because Harrison had already taken Breen out back to the novelty and smashed his skull in. Damn! Nice leaving, fella. Leaving the 31-year-old face down in a puddle of dirty water. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Well, I love that dirty water. Later, Harrison dropped the dime on herself. Boston's a giggler's home. He dropped a dime on himself by calling the Boston Police Department switchboard in the early morning hours of June 16th. They go on, but I don't know what. What is the giggler part? I don't understand how he named because he was laughing with the guy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was
0: giggling when he called the cops. Well, <laughs> you're not gonna believe what I just did.
1: Yeah, I I don't understand how, anyhow how they, they yeah, figured that I out.
0: I never heard of the giggler before.
1: Uh, well, that was uh played by uh, Jim Carrey, I believe, in the uh, two thousand one no, uh, remake. Of no, that.
0: Steve, that's you're thinking of the Riddler.
1: Um, <laughs> no, you're thinking I've... of those McDonald's breakfast sandwiches.
0: McGriddles. No, 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 Steve, that's the McGriddles.
1: No, you're thinking of that popcorn with the it's kind of like Cracker Jacks. <laughs> No, 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 Steve. That's fiddle faddle. No, that's the thing that uh, uh, Charlie Daniels band used to play. <laughs> no, that's the fiddle. Yeah.
0: I had a direction to take this thing, but I thought it might just be better if I just passed.
1: Oh, really? Yes. You thought that? Yes. I mean, I'll i tell you off the air. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to hear that. Yeah, Your sure. uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a nice day. Uh, Sunny and a high of 50. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 45. It is 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Get the Wendy's $3 breakfast deal in three easy steps. One, choose a bacon. Rock 102,
0: Springfield's Classic Rock at 752. And Ozzie with Bax Nagel in Rock 102. Uh,
1: sunny and nice day today. High of 50. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 46. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Rock 102 bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Monday, the Patriots are on the road to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The pregame show begins at 530. Kickoff. At 8.15, Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak will be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102.
1: It's that benchmark noise guitar riff that you hear every day.
2: Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Just trying to add a little uh, pizzazz Oh, I know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're selling it. No, I'm trying? Uh, oh, here's something we haven't talked about in a while. Ranch dressing. Here's a toddler <laughs> getting her first taste of ranch dressing. Do you think she'll like it? I bet she will. What's that? Ranch. Well, oh, I love it. <laughs> is it good? Yeah. Oh, how cute is that? Look, <laughs> kid likes ranch dressing.
0: Yeah, if we uh, didn't have Zolak coming up, I'd uh, I'd wonder what everybody's best ranch dressing stories would be.
1: Oh well, you know. You know, this show has evolved. We, we don't have time to talk about that stuff anymore. <laughs> it's too bad. What about Italian? Pe- yeah, right. What about peppercorn ranch? Yeah, there yeah, Nobody talks act. about that one. That's huh? the truth. Uh, here's a, clip number two. Police in Oklahoma are looking for a person who robbed a convenience store at gunpoint while wearing a mask that looks like a literal football. It's actually pretty funny looking. It's this big giant football. Like isn't? like a,
0: like a Stewie Griffin
1: kind of head. Yes, very yeah. very Charlie Brownish uh like uh, well yeah, more like a Stewie Griffin, you're right. They believe him to be a younger short stocky male and have asked for any tips to catch him, but this is the this is the kind of thing that uh, people get away with because it's so outrageous. Right? Yeah. Oh, this is the Saturday Night Football theme. I don't even know why I was playing that. That wasn't even oh, okay. a clip about the story.
0: Oh, it's just a story you're throwing out there.
1: Yeah yeah I don't know, I feel like I am back in the ranch dressing. Day. <laughs> it's good to go back every once in a it, while. It, isn't it's it? good to dip your toe but, into the into the past. but yeah they do they have the video, the YouTube video, the guy who, like running up to the counter telling you know pointing a gun and telling him a thing. but it's like how can you not laugh at that? That's funny. It's how do you like not see over- that
0: coming when the guy walks to the door?
1: Well, I think he. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how you not. Well, you probably see it coming, but you're, you're probably your situational awareness is like, what the hell is this guy doing? What <laughs> The yeah, hell is that guy doing? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, well, let's get to an actual clip. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, a Michigan man who allegedly made anti-Semitic and racist threats to people at a preschool in a synagogue last week pulled his pants down and mooned the judge in a separate case. Here is Judge Regina Thomas acting, uh, reacting. To, to Hassan Choker, showing Choker. His, showing his backside.
2: I want the record to reflect that while the court has muted uh, the defendant's microphone at the Oakland County Jail, he appears to be yelling and pointing at the camera.
1: And now he has removed his pants to show the court his backside. So I'm putting him in the waiting room. Oh, all right. <laughs> putting him in the what? Put him in the. I, I don't know what you want to hear it again. I want the record size. So I'm putting him in the waiting room. Put him in the waiting room. Oh, in the waiting room. I thought, yeah. like, the, I, I didn't know what the hell she said. The wedding room. You know, if
0: uh, you were trying to make your case that uh, you are innocent, I would think dropping your pants in the court of law would
1: probably work against you. Well, maybe he was just checking out the penal system. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Our final clip, a uh, Canadian man had unwanted uh, online charges to his account because his one-year-old dog decided to chew on his PlayStation controller, which triggered the purchases. Here's David Murphy talking about his puppy, uh, Zoe, and... uh, when those charges started racking up. I have a one-year-old Lab shepherd and who likes to uh, get into things that are left alone. So this all started with things being very quiet. So I went to check
2: on her, and she had uh, did a number on one of my PlayStation controllers. I go back to my desk, and I get these email alerts start popping up. Thank you for your purchase. And uh, I go on with support, and they're like, yeah, sir, this was ordered from your console. They confirmed the serial number. I'm like, this is impossible. It's just me and my dog here.
1: Oh, how cute is that?
0: Yeah, blame, yeah, blame it on the dog,
1: man. Financial, uh, financial havoc uh, is always great to untwine, but it's all good because it's your dog. Yeah,
0: kid. I'm not buying it. I'm gonna guess this guy got drunk, started buying stuff online, and then blamed the dog the following day.
1: You know what? Uh, I'm kind of go- I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that's uh,
0: because who among us hasn't been there?
1: Oh, I've been there. You have never, you have never per- made purchases uh, inebriated or under the influence of any other substance. Of
0: course, and I've always lived to regret it. And I, my and my dog doesn't even have his own credit cards. I can't even blame him.
1: I told you, I always remember getting high when something from Amazon shows up two days later, <laughs> and it's usually food related. Ooh, air crisper. Ooh, I wanted wings when that happened. It's uh, seven fifty eight, and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred and Two.
2: New England Patriots football. Every
1: game, an 11-year contract with the San
0: Diego Padres worth $280 million. What were the Red Sox offering? I believe their offer included free parking and a $25 gift card, redeemable at any Boston area Cumberland Farms. Other than that, they pretty much let this guy walk right out the door where he will stay for the next 11 years. Now, you might say, Paxi, how could the Red Sox let this happen and what sort of hapless crap show are the socks going to be next year hell All good questions, and that's why the Red Sox went ahead and allegedly signed former Dodgers reliever Kenley Jansen from the Atlanta Braves on a two-year, $32 million contract, hoping that you won't notice. I mean, Kenley Jansen had 41 saves last season. They also signed outfielder uh, Masataka Yoshida from Japan with a five-year deal worth $90 million. That guy had one of the most productive uh, hitting seasons in Japan over the last two years including last year when he hit 20 home runs, had a batting average of .335, and only struck out 41 times in 508 uh, plate appearances. Now, don't you feel better already? Of course you do. In fact, I've almost forgotten all about Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts only hit 307 and struck out 115 times last season. By comparison, he stinks. It almost makes you wonder why any of us were in such an uncontrollable panic yesterday. We just got ourselves a bona fide closer and a slugger who's never actually faced a single pitch in the major major leagues. How could this possibly not work out? Sure, we're all trained to blast out a bunch of questions and concerns, but has Red Sox management ever let us down before? I mean, in the last 15 minutes, because it's still very early in the day. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, putting a grill under the tree, it's like putting plates of steaks and chops and burgers and chicken and racks of ribs right there under the tree. Rocky's is your grilling destination. Weber, Traeger, the big green egg all make perfect Christmas gifts. Have yourself a grilling little Christmas with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102,
1: Springfield's classic, classic. rock. Uh, no.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 in AC-DC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 50. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 46. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Man, I'll tell you, nothing says excitement.
0: Like watching the 6-6 New England Patriots take on a team that's actually worse than they are. On the phone right now, it's Scott Zolak, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. How you doing, Scott?
2: I'm doing great. Are we sure about that fact?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not sure about anything anymore because uh, it seems whenever I feel <laughs> good about the team, it always seems to turn up uh, right in the crapper.
2: Oh my God! I can't! I can't believe it's another primetime game, another Monday night. Um, I'll call it a massacre, but you know, you're putting us on full display in front of the country, and uh, it's time for them to play well.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, the tough part about it is they the offense is really, really struggling, and. Lots of questions are being asked, and they're also being asked yeah. by Mac Jones. And I think, you know, what you saw the other night against uh, against the Bills, and you know, here's Mac coming out of that game and saying, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I should be coached a little harder." That's a pretty bold statement for a young quarterback to be making against uh, Bill Belichick and his staff.
2: Yeah, that's that's the damning comment for me that I took away from that night. Is in essence, he's telling you, "I'm not being coached hard enough. I'm not being coached well." Uh, and that's coming from a guy that had Saban, that had Brian Dayball, that had you know, Nick Sarkeesian down there at um, uh, Alabama, and then of course you had Josh last year, coached him really hard, held his hand basically, and now he's running a much simpler offense, and it doesn't seem like he's been coached that hard, from what he says. So uh, it's very telling that your young quarterbacks asking, please, you know, be harder on me. Well, it,
0: it you know because you hear all the time now that uh, that Matt Patricia is maybe not the coach that they were hoping he would turn into. And and as far as his play calling abilities, a lot of people saying, you know, what maybe maybe this really isn't the guy and maybe there needs to be an actual offensive coordinator for this team. What I mean, as a quarterback who has had, you know, you know a long career but with lots of uh you know coaching behind you, do, would you feel the same way? I mean, do, do you feel like he's that 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 Matt Patricia isn't living up to expectations? Yeah, I
2: mean, one thing to put a bunch of plays on a sheet. And I think Matt can do that. The problem is it's the in-game adjustments uh, and it's the infill of game that old coordinators and guys that have done it for many years. It, it's it's hard to do because there's you know once a game gets going, the game changes. You probably have to scrap about a third of your game plan because either you're down or you're up or something's working, something's not working. You just can't run plays to run plays. I think that's the tough, the toughest thing Matt's finding right now is you know flow of game. Um, so I think that's why coordinators are really good at what they do because you've done it for a while. You understand all that. You don't panic. You know when it's third and eleven. You don't panic when it's fourth and inches. You got go to plays, and I just think that's the one thing that hurts them. And I don't I don't know what people expected or how good it would be because with a guy with no experience, it takes time to build to that. So this, and I heard Coach say this the other day. He said he likes he likes the coaches he has. He likes the system he has, which means. I don't foresee any major changes coming, and I think Bill looks at it as it's going to take time to put this thing in.
1: You know, if I could step in with my uh, expert analysis, I really like, the, <laughs> I really like Jacoby Myers as a receiver. But realistically, tell me who the number one receiver is that you're concerned with every time you go play against New England. Therein lies the biggest problem. You can sit there and talk about Mac Jones and talk about Matt Patricia, but at the end of the day, when you watch the good teams play and you see who's out there, even the Jets now, you look at their receivers. Now they have good receivers. They do. You go against Buffalo, they got good receivers. You (laughs) go against Miami, they have good receivers. I'm not saying the receivers from New England aren't any good, but I'm saying I don't think any of those teams are trading their receivers for the Patriots receivers. Breathe, Breathe, Steve, breathe.
2: <laughs> no, it's 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 disturbing because you I love Jacoby too. Jacoby's a three. These are three here. He's not a one, he's not a two. He is your best receiver. Um uh, you look at Cincinnati, what do they got? Uh, Tamar Chase was active last week. You got T. Higgins, you got Taj Boyd, they got tight ends, they got bats. Like our perimeter people have issues and that's a big thing for Mac because when Mac was in Alabama, he had Waddle, he had uh uh Riggs, uh Jinger, he had um Devontae Smith, um he had Jared Judy, you know, hey. a bunch of guys that that that, that he helped disperse the
1: to. Rock you want Mac Jones to go get better? Go get Tyreek Hills and add him to your roster. Tell me how much better Mac Jones would be. You want me to give you the answer to that? You want to give me the secret? He'd be a lot better, okay? Like Tua. Yeah. Look at right?
2: Tua, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Look at Tua. Why do you think Tua's playing well right now? They got great people around it.
0: Well, yeah, and we we actually talked about that a lot. Scott is, you know, you you have to surround Mac Jones with not only. You know weapons, but you also have to surround him with protection. You know how many times has he been sacked this season? How many times has he been you know forced to go out of the pocket because you know the offensive line is is like is, like a sponge. I mean, it just it just you know it's just, you know defenses are draining right through that offensive line.
2: You know yeah, the you, line stinks right now. The, yeah. the line's a problem. It's a quagmire. The it, tackle stink. The middle decent, but like the edge guys are terrible.
0: As as a quarterback, when you're trying to get something accomplished, and you're looking even just you know you know just on third downs alone, you could talk about third downs all day long. Just on third down, as a quarterback, when you know you have to do something and you've got plays set up and you've got guys who are in position, but yet your offensive line isn't holding you know things back and you got to scramble. How frustrating must that be when you feel like even your best efforts can't get done because not everybody's doing their job.
2: I think that's why you saw the video on the sideline. You saw back mother bleep at the sideline saying, let's throw the effing ball down, down the field. Stop with the short bleep, you know? Yeah. Uh, but also, they're trying to look out for him, too, because if you throw the ball down Phil, you need longer time. That means he's going to get killed because the protection takes longer. So they're running that short stuff for a reason because the guys can't hold the block. There's a give and take to everything, and it just it stinks right
0: now. This is uh, the, the the game against the, the Cardinals. This is the third primetime game that you've had to, to cover in a row now. That's a uh, that's well, a little. Uh, that, it's got to be it's got to be brutal for you guys.
2: It's it's brutal that, that now the team stays out in Tucson. So they're going to get on a bus after the Monday night game against Arizona. Go to Tucson practice there. Fly into Vegas Saturday night and then play the Vegas game. Which thank God got flexed back from eight fifteen to the four o'clock game. So. Oof. Sweat bullets there getting that one.
0: Yeah, but then you know, but but so there's the Raiders next, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. They're I mean they're closing this thing off in a pretty tough, tough stretch in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, we are. We actually are. Absolutely are. Um, but it's still there in front of you. You're not mathematically eliminated yet. A lot of people are seven and five, six and six, and shoot, we should win. We should win Saturday night, Monday night. We should beat. We should beat them to get to seven and six, and then. Find a way to win that Raider game, and we'll be somewhat okay at eight and six. If you can believe that.
0: When you when you talk to the guys on the on the team, do you get the sense that they're kind of resigned to the fact that you know, hey, we may not make the postseason, or you know, you know, we we may not win this thing out. What I mean, what is the mood amongst the other players on that team right now?
2: They're okay. I mean, they're they're getting through injuries right now, and they, I really don't talk about like expectations with them, but I can tell um, they're human. Um, they just think next opportunity, you go off for 60 minutes, you play hard, you see what the hell happens. And, you know, just like we did that Viking game a couple of weeks ago, they thought they played really well in that game. They threw for 382 yards. So you thought, wow, there's something to build off. And you crapped the bet against Buffalo offensively. So now you feel like crap for a week. Uh, just your, your feelings go up and down like a roller coaster. There's no consistency to the way these players feel from week to week right now.
0: I mean, you, you, Kyler Murray, you know, is is a, is a decent quarterback. He's had an uh, an okay season, but seems to me that that uh, Arizona is still pretty beatable, even even at home. They 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 are pretty oh, beatable. Yeah.
2: They're not a good team. They're not a good defense. They do have Bud Baker on defense. Remember, they did overpay for for J.J. Watt. Uh, they lost Chandler Jones, uh, but you got DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. He's still a good receiver. Hollywood Brown. They got some pieces. I think you know Kyler. We played against him two years ago. He, he'll give you one or two. They're pretty good to get pressure on him. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, listen and uh, enjoy your third primetime game in a row.
2: Hopefully, you guys will get a little bit
0: of rest I'm so tired after it's done.
2: Of the bed right now. I don't blame I'm you. Laying down doing this interview. I'm just trying to conserve my energy for all right. all, for my broadcast.
0: Very good. Hey, we'll talk to you next week.
2: All right, guys. Christmas right.
0: Christmas shop, shopping done. <laughs> you too. Oh, yeah. Scott Zolak brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. It's eight twenty with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Hey. <laughs> okay. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight twenty-seven and guns and roses with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Uh
1: nice day today, sunny and a high of fifty. It's forty-five right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Rock 102 has given you twelve chances to win great prizes during the month of December with the twelve days of prize miss. Yesterday our winner was David O'Connor of South Hadley won himself a $200 gift certificate to store it in Tavern, stored in a Tavern and a Carriage House, an American tradition. You want to sign up? Go to rock102.com. Every weekday through December 20th, we'll give away a $200 value gift. From one of 12 area businesses, places like Pioneer Valley Arms, On Point Connections, The Gold Trader, Smithland Pet and Garden, Face to Mosquito Shield, and more, it's the 12 Days of Prismas from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: Sweet. Yes. Lots of cool stuff, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I could use a, I could use like a pedicure or a, a, a manicure.
1: A manicure? Yeah, sure. What right. A, what about a womanicure?
0: Well, uh, I think it's called the same damn stuff. Is it? Yeah, I don't think anything to do with real gender, just, uh, just about, you know, fingers and toes.
1: You know, I, uh, I'm going to state an unpopular opinion here, but uh I believe <clears throat> pedicures uh everybody should be getting those. They are very uh, very relaxing and they and you feel fresh.
0: I've never had an actual pedicure. I've had a manicure before. Yeah. But there's something about, you know, me putting my feet in front of someone that uh uh, on a professional level, this makes me somewhat uncomfortable.
1: Well, w- what usually happens is you sit in front of those people, and then yeah. they speak in another language about you okay. while you're sitting there, but you have no idea because you don't understand the language, right. uh, but they're very nice to you, and then they uh, you know, ask for a tip at the yeah, end. Yeah,
0: see, we have a very good friend that does that kind of mm-hmm. work, and uh, she's very good at what she does,
1: mm-hmm. and I like her, and, and, and I don't
0: want to necessarily yeah. you know, damage the friendship because I shove my feet into her face. I just, I wouldn't wish that on anybody.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. Not these dogs. No way. No, uh, but again, that's how you get them clean you get somebody to scrape off all that dead uh, skin on your feet and uh, yeah, clean I know. your cuticles oh, and, I your, know. and your, your toenails I just and all that stuff. Couldn't do it. It's a uh, it's very relaxing. And when you get the leg massage to go with it. Oh baby.
0: Did you ever uh, have you ever seen like the the Toe Bro or any of those videos where people are like going to a podiatrist with like yeah. the worst possible foot conditions in the oh, world? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't stomach those videos for more than a half a second. And I I got I got to turn away. Like if you got something going on down there that's worse than what I got, and there are plenty of people to do, surprisingly enough, it's 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 the most hideous thing in the world.
1: You got to take care of your
0: feet, Bax. I, it, it's not that I don't. There's just only so much you can do.
1: I have pretty little piggies. Do you really? Yeah. Could you be like a foot model? I could be a foot model. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, That'd be I, interesting you know, work. One time I got my, uh, my nails painted with my kids. Yeah, They came out purdy. I had like glitter and Mm -hmm. gold and everything. Thank God they're old enough they grew out of that. It's not too late. But I still like uh, getting the foot massage and the uh, the scraping of the calluses off your feet. God. Hey, it works.
0: I'm sure it does, Mm -hmm. but just the very thought of it's causing bile to splash into the back of my uvula.
1: You wouldn't know a good time if it hit you in the face, Bash.
0: Probably not. You're probably right about that. It's 831. News is next. A Rock 102. If you're an a... 8.33 8.33 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, backs Northampton uh, crews responded uh, to an early morning house fire at 325 Kennedy Street in Leeds. Two people were at home at the time. They were transported to a nearby hospital for smoke inhalation. Amherst, Westfield, Deerfield, and Hatfield crews responded for the mutual aid. Uh, the house is completely destroyed, uh, yeah. but luckily everybody is okay. And, uh, we'll give you details on that if we get them, which I'm sure we won't from the local news station.
0: Well, they've already given you about as much as they're ever going to give.
1: I don't, I just don't like when they say we'll update you and then you never hear anything about it ever again.
0: No, they didn't. They never do.
1: At least have a kid going, what happened to that house? It's gone. Okay. That's it. That's the follow up. At least uh, you could say that.
0: Do they ever update those stories on those like uh, those scrolls at the bottom of the uh, of the screen and say like update you know this story?
1: They could just easily do that. I've never seen that happen before.
0: They, that'd be a perfect opportunity rather than interrupt their you know their laundry list of fluff pieces they got to do to fill out the news.
1: I call it the rabbit hole news. What they basically do is just tell you to go to their website, and then when you go to their website, it tells you to watch their TV show at uh, nighttime. You just keep going around in a circle. It's like a big loop.
0: Yeah, I hate to break it to you people. We're already going to the website first.
1: A South Hadley man is accused of murdering his stepfather in September and then trying to set the house on fire. Lori Lori Lozell, spokesperson for the Northwestern DA's office, said that officers responded to 37 Lawn Street in South Hadley on September 9th after police were called by a home health agency. When they arrived, they found 7-year-old David Weiss Sr. dead and evidence of recent burning in the home. Loisel added that investigators applied for a criminal complaint and were granted a West warrant on Wednesday for 35-year-old Craig Weiss on one count of murder and one count of attempted arson of a dwelling. Uh, we hope that this development in this case will uh quality concerns of the community while also providing some answers for David Weiss Sr.'s family, said the DA's uh, attorney Jennifer Shule in a statement. An arraignment for a uh, date for Craig Weiss has not been determined yet because he's currently being held at the Hamden County House of Correction on unrelated charges following an arrest in, on September 10th in Holyoke.
0: So he wasn't just a, a jerk on one day. It's possible he'd been a, a jerk for a number of days.
1: Yeah, it sounds like he was a he was a jerk all around. Can't stop people from being jerks, No,
0: No, you can't.
1: A uh, 32-year-old cold case has turned hot, and the Hamden DA's office is now calling for the public for help. It was December 26th, in 1990, around 7 a.m., when a Springfield Parks and Rec Department foreman arrived for work at Blunt Park and found a woman's body. That body was identified as 17-year-old Shayna Price, and it was determined that she was sexually assaulted, beaten, and strangled. Uh, District Attorney Anthony Galuni said, We do not forget victims of homicide, Accordingly, it is our mission to seek justice for these victims of homicides and their families. Uh, on Wednesday, Galuni, along with Price's family, announced they need the public's help in this cold case. I need you to help us, Springfield. Help us, uh, help us, United States. Help us, whoever you are. Find this person because we need closure. We need to be able to move on, said Laquana Price, Shana's sister. Galuni released sketches developed by Parabon Nanolabs that used DNA from- on Shana Price's body at the time of the murder, to develop a picture of the suspect. One sketch used the same technology and predicts what the suspect may look like now. Now, again, we talked about this last hour. They'd used this uh, in the Lisa Zieger case. Yeah. um, That DNA thing. But it didn't necessarily identify Gary Shearer, but it also eliminated a lot of other people that they had on the list. Well, it
0: it did and you know i mean many of us all know that there were other people that were you know potential you know suspects or people of interest in this case that this eliminated a lot of that and and that was that was a good thing but it was what they did after all that which i find to be really fascinating i mean you know it's it's one thing to take this technology and use it for a composite that's all very well and good but once you have the dna evidence And using like the most updated technology that you can get your hands on, that's when things get uh, pretty remarkable. And you have to give Anthony Galluni in his office a lot of credit because they have now uh, they have resolved a number of cold cases that, uh, you know, that had seemingly been unable to to be solved. And he's been able to do it. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Dave Hayes, you know that weather nut guy? Yeah. They did a whole story about him this morning. He was talking about snow. Uh, Dave Hayes counts himself as a snow lover. He's not a meteorologist by trade or training, but over decades of fascination with the weather, he's learned a thing or two. Yeah, he's learned a little bit more than some of the local meteorologists.
0: Some people are doing weather without any meteorological training whatsoever. Like who? I'm just kind of, I'm just making that statement. I have no real proof or backup of that.
1: One of those lessons, based on his meteorological chops and more than 30 years residing in the Pioneer Valley of Western Mass, is this. Compared to its neighbors to the east and west, the region just might be the most disappointing place to be around for those who love to watch a heavy New England snowfall. Hayes, a Hampshire County resident, is a Western Mass unofficial weatherman, and there's a territory he's sketched out for a number of reasons tends to receive diminished snow compared to the Worcester Hills or the Berkshires. He says, uh, from Greenfield on the northern end of the valley, the region extends south down the I-91 corridor to Westfield and spreads eastward towards Wilbraham before connecting back north to Greenfield, forming a triangle. A no-snow triangle. I'm all for that. Well, I mean, how many times have we have we seen those storms come through here and then, like, all of a sudden there's nothing because... It went all the way around us, yeah, and never even went through the area.
0: You know, when I first came to town, and you're talking about mid 90s, right? And I'm living in Westfield, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, you know living right off of Route 20, like right in the middle of Westfield, right? Mm-hmm. That first season that I was here, we had over 100 inches of snow, and I, I remember being reported by you know the likes of John Quill and the John, uh, the Tom Bavakwas and the Paul Suttons of the world, uh, 100 inches of snow, and it felt like it because every six hours I'm shoveling at least another eight inches every single day it seemed like but in the last 10 years I don't recall us getting that much snow and, um, and, and we're not not at the same clip it's like you know it's really what, slowed down
1: well I I remember having like uh, significant snow storms but only like one of them Yes. like you would have one big storm for the remember that there was a year in uh I think I don't remember what year it was. I think it was maybe 2013. There was this, like, that blizzard-like conditions. Yeah. You couldn't even see two feet in front of you, and it happened just, like, overnight. And then right. you go out to the driveway, and the snow was all the way up to above <laughs> the car. When you can just see the little antenna sticking out and the top of your ski rack <laughs> on a vehicle, you know it snowed a lot. Yeah,
0: you know it was a heavy, a heavy pour.
1: Well that was that was like one of those things I remember going to like I was anticipating having to get up and start removing snow early in the morning. Right. But I woke up at like two a.m. and went outside and went. Wow, well, it's not even that bad. And then like four hours later, I wake up again and the snow is above the car. Like that's how much it snowed within like four hours. Right. It uh, it would, it just came down uh, in buckets. Or I'm I'm waiting
0: or... for us to get dumped on again. But you know, if Dave Hayes, the weather nut, is telling us that uh, that's not something we have to worry about, I'm not going to worry about it because I kind of I kind of believe his instincts on stuff.
1: Uh, do you uh, do the advent calendar thing? No, my dog ate one last week. Really? Yeah, I came home and there was um, there was evidence of a eaten. He had eaten through all of it. He just tore it. He didn't even like. He didn't even like uh, do it. Uh, <laughs> you know with suspense like right. it open at least opened the door he just ripped through the whole calendar really? and ate all the crappy chocolate that was inside
0: that's not good for a dog right yeah i mean a dog could die eating that much that much chocolate on an advent calendar
1: yeah but you know what it's not even real chocolate <laughs> those most of the ones most of the advent calendars you get are just crappy chocolate they say premium chocolate on no, it no 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 it's like a sweet tart with the uh, cocoa powder <laughs> on the outside of it it's disgusting <laughs> When you open the doors of an advent calendar, you may not uh, know what you're going to see inside, though. But, uh, spoiler alert, one of them might surprise you with a little salmonella. Hmm? Really? Yeah, the East Coast store Lytle is is voluntarily recalling their 8.4-ounce Favorina-branded advent calendar premium chocolate with creamy filling because the candies may be laced with salmonella. Really? Yeah. The good news is no one's gotten sick yet, but Lytle says that if you bought a recalled item, you should not eat it and you should return it to the store for a full refund. What is it, $1.50? Might as well throw it in the trash. But it's
0: premium chocolates with a a creamy
1: center. None of that is premium. It's all said so, right in the package. Well, this one I had with the dog said premium. It's unclear what prompted the uh, concern, but it's serious enough. That the FDA got involved with helping them get the word out. Salmonella can cause serious and potentially deadly infections. And after two plus years of battling COVID, the last thing anybody wants is to be taken out by an advent calendar.
0: You know, I was all ready with, with a rim shot, in case you were going to say the, uh, the the same joke you told on Facebook. Which one? About your dog eating oh, chocolate on an advent calendar. His
1: days are numbered. <laughs> See, it's what? that kind of comedy. What? That should never be denied by the audience. Hey, it's Zingers and Zingers and Zoohas here on the morning show. You see, the <laughs> days are numbered because it's an advent
0: calendar. I know. 1 to 25. You see what I did there? Very yeah. clever.
1: Coming up on the Zingy Zany morning show, we got a T Bird Thursday. That's what we got. Yeah. Jump it up. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, it is. Uh, well, let's see. The Pioneer Valley forecast. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 50 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 46. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
0: oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's
1: Classic Rock. It's 851. And Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Sunny and nice today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 46. It is 46 in downtown Springfield, and it looks uh, like the WNBA draft just got pretty exciting. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, according to uh, the president, who just uh, tweeted this about 20 minutes ago, uh, WNBA star Brittany Greiner was released from a Russian penal colony, <laughs> <laughs> colony. colony on uh, Thursday and is coming home to the United States in a one-for-one prisoner swap for convicted arms dealer Victor Bout and a player to be named later.
1: That's an even trade.
0: That's an even trade, absolutely. The exchange (laughs) took place uh, this morning in the uh, United Arab Emirates after uh, the president gave the final approval for the swap following uh, weeks of negotiation. Of course, this is all pending a uh, a physical and, I believe, a drug test, according to uh, CBS (laughs) News. (laughs) I was going to
1: say... Uh, you just got released from prison, Brittany. What are you going to do? I'm smoking a big fat blunt as soon as I get off that plane at JFK. She's
0: probably rolling a bunch of them on the plane right now. Yeah. But the uh, the president tweeted uh, around, uh, let's see, about 8.14 this morning. Uh, Moments ago, I spoke to Brittany Greiner. She is safe. She is on a plane. She is on her way home. And she is going to spend the weekend getting so high. I mean,
1: get blasted.
0: Because why not? Why the hell not?
1: Well, are you... Are you, you does she, she doesn't face any charges here for any of that stuff, right? No. I mean, I'm sure she probably has some uh, explaining to do with the WNBA, but... Uh,
0: She's been in custody yeah. in Russia since February 17th. And, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, I <laughs> I know I probably wouldn't attempt international travel, uh, with uh, vape cartridges uh, containing marijuana concentrate, hashish oil in her luggage, I would—that would not be something that I would do.
1: I keep my hash oils at home while I travel. You keep your hash oils on your person. I don't know how many times I have to tell you people that. That's that's one of the uh, classes in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Yeah, you don't bring your hashish oil on an international trip to the Olympics.
0: Yeah, because you know, I don't know uh, how you uh, how you see it. But I don't think the Russian government is all that forgiving when it comes to uh, that sort of thing. They haven't really they haven't really cracked the code and the whole cannabis uh, culture like, hey, th- like we've all embraced here in the
1: States. In here, uh, Vladimir Puntang uh, singing uh, Because I Got High. <laughs> I was going to release the girls, but then I got high. I wanted to get that convicted arms dealer back, but then I got
0: high. So
1: I killed off half my staff, and I know why. Hey, why? Because I got high. Because Uh, because I
0: I got got high. high. Because Because I got high. high. Uh, Today happens to be a Thunderbird Thursday. Were you aware of that?
1: Uh... Well, it is Thursday, and uh, we do like the Thunderbirds. We do. uh, Yeah.
0: They are uh, taking on the Milwaukee Admirals on Saturday. Now,
1: Oh, they suck.
0: They do. They're not anywhere close to what the Springfield Thunderbirds are, but you can almost guarantee a win. I can't guarantee a win, but if I could guarantee a win, this would be among the teams that I would say Thunderbirds should beat them. Four tickets on the ice for Saturday's game. You get four hats, four koozies, at an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner which looks like the real banner only smaller mm-hmm. and you can win all of that if you're able to pick up your prize by 5 o'clock tomorrow mm-hmm. and you're able to be the 10th caller right now at 293-1021 it's a thunderbird thursday right here on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock
1: well now I got to wait a minute cuz then I got to go answer the phone after we do this and
0: no, we could, we could, and we could drop out of this for
1: a quick. You want to drop out of this? Yeah, you what? got you got to count all the way up to ten. That's gonna be very taxing. That's a lot for me to do. I hope people recognize the hard work I'm doing around here. Oh yeah, he had right. to count.
0: How was your day today, Steve? Oh,
1: I, I had to count all the way to number ten, and then one time we had to do that twice in one show. I
0: recall one time we put Steve up to call her ten
1: and eleven need needed it, time off. But it still doesn't beat my personal Vietnam where we had to actually record the caller when they called. You remember those oh days? Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> I still get PS- PTSD oh. every time I think about having to talk to a listener the, that won something.
1: The anxiety over the editing to make it sound like this person was standing there the whole time.
0: Only to only to hear from the winner, oh, what else you got?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's always somebody.
0: There's the always party. somebody. But this All is right. a good prize. Good luck to you. It's eight fifty six on Rock One O Two.